0: Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. You all have a treat today. You are going to get to meet and communicate with Phil Treadwell. Phil, say hello.
1: Hey, how are you guys doing?
0: So I'm really excited because Bobby had said, hey, you've got to interview Phil. I said, great. Anyone Bobby says, I know right away I got to meet. So I started doing, of course, research on you. And then I basically stole everything from your website, probably (laughs) signing up for coaching like, I am all in. So you are someone that you know. So you have, so to give them some background, you're a speaker and mindset coach, also in the mortgage industry, right? So you're perfect for our audience, which is mostly lenders and realtors. So you founded M1 Academy. Account- M1 Academy. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, M1 Academy is a coaching and consulting company. We started not quite a year and a half ago, and M1 stands for Mindset First. Mindset isn't the only thing that's important to have success in your business, but it is the most important thing. You know, Mindset controls our attitude and our actions, and those are the only two things that we actually have control of. We can't control our clients, we can't control our partners, and, and we sure can't control the market. What we can control is what we do and how we respond to things. And so it's super important to create those foundational elements around creating a unique value offer understanding your why through that offer, creating that North Star, who's the ideal version of you, the ideal version of your business, reverse engineering that into milestones and in turn goals, and then creating the habits to go do that. So most of what we talk about is very tactical, but we want to make sure and build it on that that foundation of mindset so that people can execute and perform at the level they're capable of.
0: I think that's fantastic because I know you'll agree in the last, let's say, year and a half, mindset, I think, has been the number one struggle for lenders and realtors and gotten kind of stuck, right? It's just been this, cannot get out of this, you know, the greater world, the rates, the economy, the market, just the news, right? Negative and just have gotten just, it's kind of gotten sucked into them, right? And I think a lot of people have frozen and it's, and I agree with you completely. I think it's a mindset thing more than anything.
1: Yeah, it totally is. You know, and a lot of it comes down to our environment, you know, we're exposed to a lot of different things with the media. We all know if it bleeds, it leads. Right. The the things that get us to click on headlines most of the time are negative headlines and, and things of that nature. And the people that are around, you know, the shows we watch, if you think about, you know, all the real housewives of, you know, Paducah, Kentucky or whatever. And, and these these shows where I have 14 wives and all these different things they're built on sensationalized drama and mistrust and all those types of things. And so if we put those in our mind and then we are around people that want to talk about all the stuff that's in the headlines and the news, and then we wonder, Hey, we haven't heard from that partner in a few weeks. They're probably sending business somewhere else, right? That's, we're a product of our environment. And so we've also got to be careful about even the things that we say, 65% of the words we hear every day are our own words. And so, Those get embedded to our subconscious and our subconscious controls the things that we say, the actions that we take. And so we even have to, we can turn into a positive mindset by just putting good out there in the world, being careful about the things that we talk about, the things that we put in our eye gate and our ear gate, and more importantly, the people that we're around. You know, Jim Rohn is one of my favorite. He's a mentor of mine and doesn't know it, right? Uh, Jim Rohn said, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So you think about that. Think about the people that you spend the most time with. Doesn't mean you have to cut relationships out of your life, but we might want to be a little more careful about how much influence they have over us on a day-to-day basis.
0: I mean, I think it's actually a great exercise. If someone really would take a couple minutes and say, okay, these are the five people I'm spending my most time with, and really evaluating what is their attitude, what is their mindset, what is the message I'm hearing from them every time I meet with them, right? Like if I were going to meet with them and say, I want to start a business, I'm just making, are they, you know, oh yeah, you should do this, or they know you'll never make it, you know, you know, so it's very, and then we get our attitudes on money, everything on that kind of experience of the people around us. So I think that's a great exercise. I think that, look, Let's be honest, if people have spent a lot of time, if you've been a lender or realtor, we could use all kinds of things, financial advisor. But if you've been a lender or realtor in the last couple of years, you've been around one or two mindsets. It's either this is great and this is an amazing opportunity, which is what it is, or the sky has fallen. This is supposed to be easier. I'm not I'm not loving this. (laughs) Like it's too hard. So I think it's interesting that outlook really makes all the difference. And so, and you coach, so you coach different businesses. So one thing I asked you because I was like, because realtors, right? So that's me, I'm a realtor, but you coach lenders and you coach realtors and insurance agents, financial advisors. So really anyone in that in the business arena, because you're exactly right. Mindset is not like, we don't have mindset A for the lender and mindset B for the financial advisor, right? Like we all kind of have to work on it the same.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, we, there's, I kind of talk about, you know, two main types of mindset in terms of we have a fixed mindset, which is we can't grow. We can't learn. We can't change. It is what it is. The world is the way it is. And then a growth mindset, I can grow, I can change, I can learn. And all those losses, those failures, those setbacks are an opportunity to learn something. And we have to get out of the fixed mindset that the reality that we perceive is actually reality, right? You know, perception isn't reality. Perception's the reality at the moment, or perception's people's reality. So we just need to change our perspective. If I don't care what's going on in the market, there's opportunities in every single market. Our job's to go find them. I talk a lot about embracing failure. You know, my mom was a teacher, my dad was a builder. Some of this entrepreneurship meets academia. And in academia, we're taught that success is on one side and failure is on the other. And you have to decide which path you're going to go down because I can't fail every test, fail every quiz. Even if I learned everything I got wrong in academia, I'm a quote unquote failure. But in the real world, real successful people, top performers understand that success and failure are stacked. You go through failure to get to success because there's never a situation where doing nothing is better than doing something, even if you fail. If you do nothing, you get nothing. If you do something, you either get some results and get a win or you don't, you take a loss. But that L loss is learn. We learn something we need on that next step. So we've got to have a growth mindset and understand we just have to take action and either find a coach, find a mentor, or good people that are around us that can help guide us and say, hey, yes, but what did you learn there? You know, we were talking about Renee Rodriguez. Renee is one of my closest friends and mentors, has just blown up over the last few years. And about a year ago, I had spoken, I think, eight times in six different cities over like 15 days. And we were texting. I was actually on the plane. We were texting back and forth. And I said, he said, what did you learn? Which first of all, those are the type of people you want to be around. Hey, what did you learn from that experience? And my response was, I learned things that I never would have learned had I not gone and done the reps, had I not done it that many times in a short period of time. And so it really comes back to our attitude and our actions are actually related. If you have rough mindset, go take action and you can work your way into a positive attitude. If you're not taking action, sometimes it's as simple as getting to a positive mindset or growth mindset that will spur us to take action. So those two things is is really what the core of it's about, because we want to execute, we want to perform, we want to take action. But a lot of that's around how we feel, what we think, and the people that we're around.
0: Yeah, and I think you just said it too, how we feel. We are way too tied into our emotion, right? Our emotional state. I wake up this morning, if we think about it, like I wake up in the morning, Right. It's raining. It's early. It's Monday. Right. All the things people say, like, I always think, why is that different than Sunday? Except for people, you know, realtors and lenders, we work all the time. So, but, you know, that that emotional state or I just don't feel like it. Why didn't you make your phone call? I didn't feel like it. Why didn't you send that? I just didn't feel like it. It's like, really? So, you know, do you feel like paying your bills? Do you? (laughs) you I think the mortgage company feels like getting money from me this month, right? So I think that you are right that emotional, we allow that to drive us too much. But don't you think so because we don't have we're going to get into this and I love this topic. Habits, like daily habits, right? We, We kind of the one thing is, let's face it, a lot of realtors, especially, I won't say lenders, because I'm not one. We got into real estate for the funniest reasons, right? One, we, did, we wanted to be our own boss. And we thought it would be great to have our own schedule. And, you know, it's just fun, right? And it's like, no, this is a business. Like, Show up to work like you would, just because no one's you know your own your own boss. So oh, I won't go to work today. Well, that means no leads. That means no money. That means no business, right? And so I think we're kind of not set out properly. And plus, it's like you take this test, and they're like, "You're a realtor. Good luck, right? Like, go sell houses." It's like the know crazy. how it goes. It's the craziest thing. But if we create you know habits as well as a schedule and a daily plan in a business that doesn't doesn't make us do that. Don't you think that's a secret, right? Like, so in, in, it's no secret that there's, I mean, I have my, it's funny because through Renee, right, I have my five-minute journal, right? And so how I start my day and everything and planning and, and our habits. So let's talk, Like, how do you coach and teach daily habits?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. To preface that, when you're talking about feelings and emotions, something we have to remember is that. Feelings aren't necessarily truth. A coach that I had years ago taught me that how you feel, your emotions are just feedback. Feelings are about a need being met or not being met excitement, motivation, joy, happiness. That's about a need getting met. Frustration, anger, jealousy. That's about a need not getting met. So when we feel a certain way, we have to ask ourselves, what is this feeling trying to tell me? We don't have to overanalyze it, but just take a second and say, what needs not getting it? Well, I don't feel like making phone calls. Okay. That's feedback that something's not happening. Why aren't you making those phone calls? Now, for me, it's about those daily habits. And the way that we get to our daily habits is we start with our North Star. What's what's the ideal version of us? What's our big goals? And reverse engineer that into milestones. And, and I use the example because it's easy. Let's say that we want to be a best-selling author. Well, what comes right before a best-selling author, a published author. And right before that is you have a manuscript you want to get published before that's a ton of written content before that's an outline before that's some written content. So our first goal may just be to write some content, maybe 15 minute journal every day, or maybe we do a blog, whatever. So now our daily habit becomes writing. So what we want to do is reverse engineer that in several areas of our life and in F5, faith, family, finance, fitness, focus, or spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, financial, and we create a couple of habits in each of those categories. Now, for me, I have 16 daily habits, but half of those get done in my morning routine. I don't like waking up early. So I wake up about 4 30 every morning. Why? Because it's you don't the
0: biggest up early, but wait. So you wake up at 4 30. Yes. I just make sure because you sort of ran through that and I was like, oh
1: I'm a night owl. I like staying up late. Well, I wake up at 4 30 because that's the biggest win I get almost all day. And it's simply a decision to do it. So I'm already up early. Well, I don't want to go to the gym. So I go to the gym. So I'll get up early. I'll go to the gym. I'll start walking on the treadmill, listen to a podcast. I'll say some affirmations. I'll post some content, take some quiet time. Then I'll lift and I'll come home and, you know, drink a protein shake instead of eating a, a bagel or a bowl of cereal. And all of a sudden those habits start, we start stacking wins. One of my favorite books is called Atomic Habits. And he talks about stacking habits. Well, I take it a little further and say, let's stack wins. Because all of those decisions are wins. Now, what happens is we start stacking those wins. Then when we start our day, let's say there's a fire that needs to get put out or a phone call didn't go very well. Our mind only distinguishes between wins and losses, but not how big they are. So you might've bombed a phone call with a client or a partner, but it's like, well, I made my bed and your mind cancels those other out and you still have momentum. And see, the important thing is that momentum creates motivation. Right. We, we've all been walking through the garage on a weekend and like, oh, we need to do something on this shelf. And, you know, three hours later, we've cleaned the whole garage. Right. They kind of, or, or I use the example being in Texas, we love our queso. So let's say you're heating up some queso in the microwave and it boils over. You're like, well, I got to clean out that little plate in the microwave. And then you're wiping out the microwave and then you're, you know, wiping the counters down. You're cleaning the kitchen. Next thing you know, you're touching up the paint on the walls in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> That momentum leads to more motivation. So if we can take things that are simple activities, simple things that are gonna help us in those areas, that creates momentum. And we realize that those little wins move the needle much more than the losses do. That creates more motivation to get more done. And the other thing that it creates is confidence. See, confidence is not a personality trait. Confidence is a skill that we learn. And we learn that through those wins. And so those people that have swagger that you think have it all together, they've failed way more than you have. They've been kicked in the head way more than you have, but they still have confidence because all of their disciplines, all of their habits, their non-negotiables, they realize that's actually what moves the needle. We're taking action every single day. So the way we create our habits again is start with that North Star and work all the way back and create a couple of habits in each of those categories then you're able to proactively attack your day. You have your calendar, you have your habits, and regardless of what happens to you, because let's be honest, in this business stuff just happens to us, now we're able to know that even if we only got a couple of those things done throughout the day, we're still making progress. And as you're talking about even in the mortgage industry, even though it's a W-2 employee, most everyone's straight commission. So they own their own business within a business. And then real estate owns their own business. A lot of times we forget we trade a eight to five, 40 hour week job for 60 hours a week and nights and weekends and all that kind of stuff. And to do that, we have to create a foundation. We have to create a structure. And a big part of that strategy is having those daily habits.
0: Yeah. And then working along to the schedule. I My favorite thing you said is, the way the conversation started is not what I You were like, I don't like getting up in the morning. And so I'm like, me neither. <laughs> and then you said, so I get up at 4.30 in my head. I was like, nah, right? <laughs> so I do. I really, I was like, ooh, he's like me. No, he's not. So, but I love that really, I, I don't like to get up early. So I do. I don't want to go to the gym. So I do, right? It's literally, you know, you need to do it. You know, you don't want to do it. You kind of acknowledge it. and You did it anyway. And I think that's our biggest problem is also in our businesses, we tend to be very I don't think you can ever have true balance, by the way. I think it's more harmony than balance. I think everyone's looking for full balance and it's just impossible. I'm either more involved at home and less at work or vice versa, and you're never going to be full balance. But I think that's why... Either we are doing really well at work, but we've let our health go, our diet is bad, or we're working too many hours and we're not at home. I think there's no structure, but also no habits or goals, right? Like we don't say, look, I'm getting up at 4.30 and I'm going to be home at dinner at five. And that's, those are non-negotiables. That's something we're not very good at.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. What we have to understand is this. If I ask someone, hey, in three years, if I, you were guaranteed to have, $10 million or a big real estate portfolio or the man or woman of your dreams or some huge goal that you want in three years, you're for sure going to have it, but you have to do three things every single day without fail and not miss a day. Would you do it? I was like, well, of course I would. See, the problem is that's what we're giving up by not staying consistent with our daily habits. And the reason is belief. We don't have the belief that those things are going to happen. But what I've learned is the only way to create the belief is to go do those things and see those mount because every successful person that's had those big goals that started out just like you did, they went and did it and got it. That's the belief, right? The way I believe we're, we're all created equal. God's no go respecter of person. So if someone else has done it, I can too. So what happens is it's all about creating and those, those take those success principles, creating a strategy for your own life. And so I don't get up at 4.30 seven days a week. I do it four and five days a week. And what I do is those things that I don't want to do, whether it's making phone calls or sending some text messages or, or the stuff in our business that are necessary that we don't love doing, I ask myself, is not doing it today worth it taking longer to get where I want to go, to having those goals that I have. And most of the time it's not. And, and again, we can trick our mind. We can consciously say, I'm going to trick my mind right now and it work. And an easy way to do it, and I do this with a lot of uh, mortgage professionals and, and real estate's the same way, track your calls or text messages or whatever your outbound lead generation activities are. And let's say it took you 100 phone calls And that turned into a lead that closed. And let's just, for easy math, let's say you made $5,000. Or let's say it took you 200 calls to close one deal that was worth $5,000 to you. Well, now what happens is every phone call is worth 25 bucks. So whether the call goes well or not, you just made 25 bucks. You just made 25 bucks. And all of a sudden we can quantify it because by the the, 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 the reverse, if I handed someone a list of 200 names and phone numbers and said, hey, I want you to call all 200 of these for 5,000 bucks, would you do it? They're like, well, heck yeah, I would. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And so we can trick our mind into these things, but it's about taking action and we're all going to be different. And what's going to get us to do that? And that's why, for me, from a mindset perspective, there's got to be something you want and want badly. Because one more thing here, 92% of people do not achieve the goals or the New Year's resolutions that they set for themselves. And the two main reasons, first is clarity. We got to get really clear on what it is we want. It's not enough to say, I want my business to grow. We got to be specific. Is that number of people? Is that number of transactions? Is that you know, volume, income, whatever? Or I want to get healthy. Okay. Is that lose weight? Is that body fat? You know, do you want to do an endurance race? And then the second reason people don't is they don't want it bad enough. So don't set goals that you think you should set, set goals that you want badly, because that's, what's going to help you make the decision to take action when the time comes.
0: Yes. I mean, I think when we talk to people, so I coach realtors. And so when we talk about, it's also, I think it's important, just like you said, a value per call is if you know, I sold, X many houses, I made this much money. And you really think about it and you're like, okay, every lead, every opportunity is worth X. So let's, again, just use $5,000. Every phone call I don't make, every every time I don't take this seriously is $5,000, right? I think there has to be a quantifiable, you know, and then it's always so funny to me too, because we want to, we have to lead generate, right? And so we lead generate and then a lead comes and some people don't follow up on them. And it's like, how is that even possible? But I do agree with you, clarity. Because a lot of times, too, when we're doing our goal setting, which one hopefully has done, but it is true. It's like I want to sell more next year. Oh, that's what, right? Like <laughs> without having again, I want to lose weight. So if I lose an ounce, I lost weight. That's right. Great. So right. I win. So I think that clarity. But I think. So mindset. And then I think the second part that's really important is the accountability, right? I mean, I think because a lot of us look at even the most successful of successful people, you think, oh, they just do that on their own. They have coaches and mentors and people holding them accountable. It doesn't mean they're not. We're all self-motivated to a point. It's very hard to be self-motivated in every area of life. Like if I don't yes. just see my trainer AZ. And she doesn't put me through the paces, even though I've been there for years. It's like I've never seen a machine before. And I'll be like, oh, that's a little heavy, right? So I will, even though I'm there on purpose, not get the workout I will when she says, sit down, just be quiet and do what I say. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. And I do my workout, right? That's accountability. And that's someone who is going to continue pushing. So I think that, you know, that's hence where someone like you comes in, right? So you do coaching and you do. And I love that you do mindset coaching, but you do a lot. I mean, you also, we haven't even caught up on all the, like you're a social, you really help people with their branding and social media. So many things mindset first. I agree, but they can really come to you. You offer, well, first you have a podcast, which everyone should listen to. We'll make sure that's in the show notes but you offer group coaching and you do have some one-on-one coaching right and you do some speaking so talk about that a little bit because i think that's something that's super important to take advantage of
1: yeah you know so again in in our coaching program we do have a, a group coaching program where we do biweekly calls and quarterly workshops and we have daily accountability texts a couple times a week have a, a whole myriad of resources and training videos. And then we have a one-on-one coaching where you actually coach directly with me. We do you know, bi-weekly one-hour calls and, and things of that nature. When it comes to accountability, there's a couple of kinds of accountability. There's one that's, that's self-accountability of you staying accountable to the standards that you set for yourself. And I think that we don't always meet our goals, but we'll always meet the standards that we set. So if we're not living up to something, then we need to raise our standards because what we do are actually our standards. The other types of accountability is a group accountability. So one of the first things I do in all my group calls is I have people share wins. They know that, hey, we're gonna gonna be sharing wins. And I take volunteers, I don't call on each individual person, but it does create a gentle pressure that hey, I wanna come into that call with a win. I I wanna be able to share something that I did. It can be a personal win, a professional win, whatever. And then we edify that. And so then in a one-on-one calls, whenever they've taken you know something away from the call, they know that the next call, I'm going to be asking them, hey, where are we at on these two things, these five things, whatever. And there's some that, that say, hey, want an additional layer of accountability. And so I'll have them email me or text me within a few days or at the end of the week. What of this did you get done? Because they know I'm going to see that email or I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to ask one way or another. So in our I have what's called immersion documents for our one-on-one clients that they fill out that has, you know, some questions and stuff in there. And one of those questions is, how do you like to be held accountable? Because everyone has a little bit different. And the one thing that I'm very mindful of, Tony Robbins is, is, is another figure that I, I really admire. And he talks about that our, our two biggest fears as humans, our second biggest fear is not being enough, not being good enough, being smart enough, having enough money that plays into our biggest fear, which is not being loved being loved, being liked, being appreciated, being included. So when you take those into consideration, sometimes we we need to remember that most people don't respond to negative motivation. You know, they need affirmation. They need to understand that while they didn't meet that, that they did have progress, they didn't make wins, but they still didn't live up to their standards. Accountability isn't always punitive. Okay. and. I go back to I had a, a, a corporate sales job. We were we recruited for the transportation industry, essentially recruited truck drivers. And my job was to talk to people on the phone and get them scheduled for orientation to go through the orientation and get hired. Well, every morning from 8 to 8.15, the there was four different teams. Our team would get together and our boss would essentially tell us how bad we did the day before and how we needed to do more schedules on this day. And I remember thinking, this isn't the most inspiring, you know, motivational, let's go out and get it type meeting and learn something through that because accountability should be, hey, we're going to lock arms and we're going to hold each other accountable to the standards that we have. We're not going to sit here and say, oh, you piece of crap, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And so within coaching, that's that's that piece. Now, In podcasting, I love it because I'm able to have conversations with highly influential, successful people, or even everyday people throughout the mortgage and real estate industry, and people outside of that. I love speaking. I think I spoke, I think 90 times last year in in 2023. It was like 60 or 70 virtual, and 20 or 30 in person. And I like because in those conversations, that's a, a an active or a captive audience. Excuse me. When you think about social media especially short form video content, that's a passive audience. They're scrolling through. You're fighting over two or three seconds. So with a captive audience, which is either long form video or speaking in person, webinars, things like that, they're there to listen. And it's different communication styles. So I do talk a lot about building a personal brand. A personal brand should be about the person, not the brand right? The things that we think no one cares about us are ironically, the biggest opportunities we have to create connection with people. So we talk about that. How do you put that together? How do you put content in the world? What types of content? I have a, a marketing formula that I go in depth with. It's, it's three simple steps of identifying your audience, understanding what problem you solve, and then finding the right medium to provide that information to that audience. So we do talk about a lot in different types of content and where to post it and where your audience is. And there's a lot of pieces to it. But again, if you don't have a foundation of those other things that we were talking about, you won't be very effective. You won't be very efficient. It'll fall flat. Because if you think about, we've been pitched stuff, sold stuff in the past. And there's times like, hey, that all makes sense. The numbers make sense. They look good. But let me think about it. I'm I'm not sure. And there's other times you're like, you know what, I have any idea what you said what's going on, but I'm in, let's go. Right. (laughs) That's a mindset thing. And and Ed Mylett tells us, especially in sales, we need to stop trying to get people to believe what we're saying and start making sure people believe that we believe what we're saying. And that all comes from that foundation, that mindset, our habits and, and making sure we're firing all cylinders. All of a sudden your content is more effective. Your sales scripts are more effective. Relationships are more effective and it just trickles over into everything else.
0: Well, I love, I mean, really, if you get into it, if you look at your group coaching, you are doing mindset. You're really starting with a mindset and the habits and accountability, but you are doing action planning online and social media, sales marketing, lead generation. So we've spent a lot of time on mindset, which I think is the key, because otherwise if they're not in the right mindset, they could call you. So if I'm in a negative, not action mindset, I could call you and say, I'm in, I want to be in your coaching and I'm just not going to get anywhere with it, right? Like if you don't start with that first part, that's why so many times people sign up, right? They buy the new gizmo and they they say, oh, I'm going to read the book. But, you know, they read the book and do nothing with it or they go to the class. That always always kills me. The fly across the country, go to a seminar, come back and then do nothing with what They were learned. But that's also... You know, again, it is mindset, but it's also putting it into action and everything else. So you do all of this and you have first your website. They have to go to your website because you have fantastic content for everyone here who's bad at social media. So most of you here, not to be mean, I'm one of them. So, right, like I'm not bad. I have Taylor. She's really good, but not my strength. You have really great just downloadable content. One of them is a reading guide. So I'm going to make sure I've read all these books because I feel very strongly reading and education. Like Someone I admire, like you, says, read this book. I can assure you I will have purchased it within 15 minutes, right? I feel that. That's like <laughs> My friend Robin said, you're going to go see Renee Rodriguez. And I said, great. I didn't know what I was, you know, non-don't-know-what-for-what, what, but Robin said, go, so I went. But you have social media, business hooks, everything that they want to, pillars of content, really, again you have all the content, right? They can do, I have it all here. I downloaded it. I've been reviewing it. But now someone like you is going to guide us through getting it done. Because again, you and I both know as I'm not a coach on your level, but as a coach, it's not what I have to offer you. Like my library of content is great, but frankly, you can find it many places. It's, It's helping you put it into action. So I love that you offer the coaching. I love that you offer help with something that's so important as a pillar of our business is the social media. So yeah. you're definitely going to be coaching me. Yay, you.
1: <laughs> well, very excited about it. And I, I appreciate the kind words, you know, in, in, in our M1 Academy, and our online portal, a member portal, we have dozens of, of different resources from, you know, activity planners to, you know, sales scripts to, you know, goal setting. But then we get into the tactical of creating that message, you know, the Like you talked about, the the hooks, if you're doing short form content, email subject lines, common mistakes on social media, reading guides, it's really all over the place. And it's just been as and we're putting out more for like chat GPT and AI and making sure yes. we're utilizing these things for our business. There's a lot of different facets that that go into it. And I think that, again, we start with the mindset piece. But then we want to give people things to do. We want to make sure that there's action steps. Social media is a huge part of our business. If you want to close more deals, you need to get more leads. To get more leads, you need to start more conversations. And from there, it's like, what are all the different ways that we can go start more conversations? That could be engaging with other people's content on social media. If you want to put out content that creates conversations, if you want to reach out to people, there's tons and tons of activities, but at the end of the day, it's about conversations that lead to leads and those leads convert into transactions
0: so tell me who is like your ideal client because there can be a lot of people listening right and then they say i'm in right but who who do you think what's who's going to be a success who's your ideal client i don't mean like a person but you know in terms of when you when someone joins you and you say okay i know this is going to work what what are kind of some attributes or things that they have that you know it's going to work for them
1: yeah first of all you have to have a desire that you want to grow you want you want to go to the next level whatever wherever you're starting whether you do hundreds of millions of dollars a year in volume or you're just getting rolling you've got to have a desire to grow but above and beyond that you have to be willing to do the work a lot of people will see coaching as a shortcut or as you know the the shiny object or they're going to give me the seven steps of success I say a lot, there's nothing that I can teach someone in coaching. There's nothing I can show you that you couldn't figure out eventually on your own for free. What coaching is about is what we talked about shortening shortening the growth curve, identifying blind spots, and having that layer of accountability. My ideal clients, the ones do the best, and all of our clients are having success, are people that are willing to go do the work and have the desire to grow. And so at the end of the day, if someone says, I'm struggling in my business and I need to know exactly what to do. That's a different kind of client than someone's like, I'm working really, really hard and I just need to figure out how do I become more effective and efficient? Both of those can be very effective in a coaching environment just because for most of my career, I've either hired and trained loan officers or built teams and branches or done production myself and, and things of that nature. And there's no one size fits all. It's about creating a strategy that's relevant to you and to your clients. But if someone wants to grow and they're willing to do the work, they're a great fit. If you're looking for a shortcut, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not coaching. The shortcut is to stop looking for the shortcut and just go do the work.
0: Yeah, really no secret magic bullet. I mean, I think, and also, you know, so many of us, you know, you'll be out there and you'll be like, look, they're doing a great job. And you think it must've been easy, but you miss, like I'm 28 years in, right? So you miss the 28 years, you missed 14 years of like, you know, slowly figuring out and I'm still working. It's not like, as you know, you didn't start January 1st going, well, that's great. I've made it. I got nothing else to do, right? January 1st was like, let's go. We got to, you know, put everything, we got to get to work, work every day, you know, get it done. So I think- That you are exactly right. And I think that, look, I'm going to tell everyone that's listening. So they got to start listening to your podcast. They got to go on your website because it's fantastic. So philtreadwell.com, I think is what what I went on. And I'll have it all in the show notes. And then I think for those that are ready, look into in coaching. And I think a lot of it, people think, oh, I don't have maybe the resources to do it right now. Okay. But you have the resources to listen to a podcast. You have the resources to download things and say, I'm going to commit to it. You have the resources to buy a five minute journal, right? You have the ability to sit down and say, what are my goals? How am I going to set them? How am I going to hold myself accountable? And I think then ultimately coaching is the ultimate accountability tool, but you still have to do the work. So I really, I'm so excited that Bobby connected us. I can't wait because I'm definitely going to be working with you, no doubt. And I very much appreciate, I know you've got a lot happening that you took the time today to talk to everybody. I really, really do. And I can't wait to connect with you more.
1: Well, I'm very excited. Thank you so much. I'll leave people with this guys. The the gap between where you are and where you want to be is really nothing more than a decision that you're willing to do what it takes. You know, we all know uncle Bob and aunt Susie that man, once they've made their mind up, there's no change in their mind. And we forget that we can do the same thing. We can make a decision that in 2024, This is what I'm shooting for, and I will hit it. I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen. And that's really what success is all about. It's about consistent and persistent effort over time. We know what it means to be consistent, to do it regularly. What we forget is we also have to be persistent, which means staying consistent whether you get results or not. And sometimes we are consistent and get results, and we stop, and sometimes we're not getting results and we stop, but you have to stay consistent and persistent over time. Again, regardless of whether that's three months for some people or three years for another, if you know that that thing's on the other side of it, that's what should drive you to do the work.
0: Yeah. Even when you don't want to, even when you don't want to get up that's at 4.30. So I know you're doing it. Maybe I'll try My husband is listening. He'll be like, she's not doing it. <laughs> 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 but thank you again. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com realtors. Alcova Mortgage Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 40508, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.